Hey, y'all, and welcome to the Keeping It Center podcast. I'm your host, Jaquetta Gilbert. This is a space for women who want help keeping God at the center of their marriage, their role as a mom, and while using their gifts to make a difference in the lives of others. This is for real women with real issues serving a real God who holds us in the palm of his hand. So if you're ready to take off the facade, woman up to your imperfections, and invite our Father in every part of your beautiful mess, girlfriend, you're in the right place. I remember lying in bed one morning after having my third child, and I told my hubby that there just had to be more to life. Every day was the same. Get up, get the kids ready, take them to school, pump on the way to work. Shout out to all my breastfeeding moms. (laughs) Teach my students, get my kids from school, (laughs) help them with their homework, make dinner, give baths, study for my grad classes, pump again, go to sleep, wake up and do it all over again. It was the same thing every day. And I began to wonder, you know, what was I missing? I went to church every week. I sang in the choir. I read my Bible sometimes. (laughs) I prayed, also known as complaining to God about my issues. I made sure my girls learned their Bible stories and said their nightly prayers And I was just tired. I was so, so tired. I was tired of the monotony, tired of not feeling valuable enough, tired of my struggles. All I wanted was to be a better Christian. And I was just tired of it all. You know, I wanted to give up on ever being a better wife, ever being a better mom, educator, and even a better Christian for God because I was so tired. I just thought there was so much wrong with me to make a real difference in anyone's life anyway. And do you know why I thought that way? Well, it was because I had given my power over to Satan and I believed his lies. I believed him when he told me that I wasn't good enough for my husband and my kids. I believed him when he told me I wasn't a good teacher and that I'd never finish grad school and become a school counselor. I believed him when he told me I could never change and be more than who I was. And I even believed him when he told me no one would care if I was gone. So if you're fighting every day like me to take your thoughts captive, girl, I know how you feel. You know, I haven't arrived, quote unquote, yet, but every day I'm getting stronger. And every day I have a choice whether or not I'm going to live in bondage to Satan's lies. Or am I going to walk in the freedom that Jesus died on the cross to give me? I can choose to be led by my emotions or I can choose to believe God's truth. And the good news is so can you. But the question is, what will you choose to do today? Will you choose to do as 2 Corinthians 10 and 5 says and take every thought captive to obey Christ? I grew up in a church And um, I remember hearing my mom quote that verse, 
And at the time, I didn't really understand what it meant. And then as I got older, I honestly, I questioned, was it really possible? Could I really take every thought captive to obey Christ? It seemed kind of unrealistic. Now, before you get ready to throw those darts at me, hear me out, okay? <laughs> you know, I'm not a perfect Christian. Um, it's just, I was under the impression that taking my thoughts captive would be a one and done kind of thing. As in, I'd say a prayer, God will fix it. And I never have to struggle anymore with the poor mindset, self-sabotaging or monsoon of negative thoughts. And I was so wrong because it just doesn't work that way. I mean, it doesn't mean God can't take my issue away, but what I'm clinging on to is Isaiah 43 and 2, where it says, I will be with you when you pass through the waters and when you pass through the rivers, they will not overwhelm you. You will not be scorched when you walk through the fire and the flame will not burn you. So this lets me know that the first practical way to take my thoughts captive is to believe and trust that God is with me. And I hope you do the same. You know, we may feel alone, but we're never walking alone. And it's okay to acknowledge how we're feeling. God wants to know how we feel. He already knows, you know, so there's no point in not telling him how we feel. But ultimately, the truth reigns supreme. And that truth is that we have to expect that the hardships are going to come. But we don't have to just live with this doom and gloom attitude, you know, but we do have to realize that being a Christian, it doesn't exempt us from life's challenges. We're all going to go through something, you know, it just means we don't have to walk through our difficulties and fear because we can rest knowing that our trials, they won't overwhelm us and the fire will never burn us. So if we're struggling, just know God is with us. We don't have to do anything in our own strength. Another practical way to take your thoughts captive is by reading and meditating on God's word. And Romans 15 and 4 says, For whatever was written in the past was written for our instruction, so that we may have hope through endurance and through the encouragement from the scriptures. So unlike so many of our Bible heroes, we are truly blessed y'all. And we are so, so fortunate because we have access to a personal Bible. You know, it's always at our disposal. If you've got a smartphone, you could even pick whatever, um, you know, you want to hear you. If you want to do the King James or the NIV or the C, you know, like whatever it is, there's so many different versions out there, right? So we're so fortunate. We have this really in the palm of our hands. And we have access to so many Bible resources. You've even got the ones that have list of verses that apply to certain situations, like if you're being fearful, if you need help parenting, praise the Lord, <laughs> if you need help with money management, there's so, so many resources out there for us. And my encouragement, my tip is if you haven't already, I highly encourage you to commit a few um, verses to memory so that you can really meditate on those when you're struggling in a certain area. And one for our family is 2 Timothy 1 and 7. And it says, God hasn't given us a spirit of fear, but of love, power, 
in a sound mind. And it's actually one that uh, my hubby had to remind me of earlier today at the time of this recording because it's something that I'd been pretty fearful about. And uh, so I bless God for my husband reminding me. It didn't feel good at the time, but I definitely needed that reminder. So I encourage you to do the same, to commit those verses to memory so that when you're going through something, you'll have that word of God with you. You know, the great thing about committing those verses to memory is that sometimes we may find ourselves in a space where we can't whip up that Bible, you know, the Bible app or the physical Bible. You just may not be in a position to do it at the time. So hiding the word of God in our hearts is just so important. You know, the best way to prepare for the daily spiritual battles that we are definitely bound to encounter is by knowing the word of God. And in fact, Joshua 1 and 8 says, this book of instruction must not depart from your mouth. You are to meditate on it day and night so that you may carefully observe everything written in it. For then you will prosper and succeed in whatever you do. So God knew all along that many of us would struggle with our thoughts. You know, it wasn't something new to him. It wasn't something that took him by surprise to see that this would be a struggle for many of us. But that's why he uses so many people in the Bible to remind us of verses like Joshua 1 and 8. You know, we've got to hide God's word in our heart. We've got to meditate on it day and night, you know, not just on Sunday, not just on Bible study or a small group night, but every single day, day and night, we've got to meditate on God's word. So another practical way to take our thoughts captive is to surround ourselves with godly influences. And this can mean a whole different, you know, a whole plethora of things. It can mean pumping up the praise and worship songs in your car, while you jamming along on the highway, while you're at work or even at home. It could also mean listening to sermons on YouTube, which is something that I really enjoy doing. Um, this could even look like reading biblically sound books. And I know at the time of this recording, there are many libraries that are still closed physically, but you can definitely check out audiobooks and ebooks if your library has this service already set up. I know ours does through something called Hoopla. So definitely check out your local library to see if you're able to take advantage of some biblically sound audiobooks and ebooks. And, you know, I used to think, oh, my gosh, when am I going to have the time to, you know, listen to um, some biblically sound books or even podcasts? You know, um, I'm, I love podcasts, obviously. <laughs> but, you know, I used to wonder, like, when am I ever going to have time to do that? Um, and honestly, especially while things are the way they are in the world right now, while you're doing the dishes or folding that laundry, you know, those are times when you can try listening to that good book or um, a song or a sermon. And don't get me wrong, listen, y'all, I love, 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 love a good Motown oldie, but listen, sometimes when the song ends, so does my brief happiness. You know, it was a good feel feel good kind of beat for that moment. But honestly, for me, when I'm really struggling to take my thoughts captive, there's nothing like a good old school gospel song. And for me, it's because the lyrics, unlike our secular music that has that good beat, the lyrics point our focus back to God, you know? And listen, 
Y'all, don't let that New Jersey Mass Choir song come on, Oh, the Blood of Jesus. Listen, <laughs> you know, um, it's, it's just nothing like it for me. And that's just my experience. You know, you may be different and that's fine, but that's just me. And, um, you know, I, I just, I'm understanding more and more the older I get that I really have to continuously fill my heart and my mind with God's truth because y'all like the Bible said there is nothing good in the flesh right so I'm just trying to make sure that I'm staying prayed up that I'm reading the word that I'm listening to songs that glorify God um, that I'm listening to those sermons podcasts and good books and so those are some different things that you can do to practically um, take those thoughts captive as well and another way we can do this is through connection right? And that connection can be with a prayer partner or even a Christian counselor or therapist. Listen, I'm an introvert, <laughs> but God really didn't make us to do life alone. He made us for relationships. So if you don't have a prayer partner, see if your church has anyone um, who's willing to be a mentor for you. Your church may even have a mentoring program or some kind of women's ministry um, activity that's set up already that may be helpful to you. And I know I've said this before, but seriously, guys, don't knock therapy. I know it's this taboo subject still for some churches, but I mean, I, listen, God gives us all gifts and counseling others is definitely one of them. Counseling is work, y'all. <laughs> it really is. It's not a place where, you know, you're going to go and somebody's going to let you lay on their chair and, and give you all the answers you need. That's not how it works at all. Um, for me, honestly, it's a place where I know I can vent, but the benefit in having that Christian counselor is knowing that I've got somebody there that's going to remind me of what God's word says. They're not going to let me just sit and wallow in my feelings and create my own truths. They're going to help me make sure that I'm aligning everything with God's word. Um, because again, that's our goal. Our goal is to keep God at the center of everything, right? So why not have somebody in your life that you trust? Because we know you can't tell everybody everything, but it's such a blessing to have somebody in your life that you trust who can be in your corner, you know, and to listen and encourage you and to pray with you. So if you don't have a prayer partner or a Christian counselor or therapist, I definitely suggest that as a practical way to help keep those um, thoughts captive. So let's talk about one more way that is another practical way to, um, to add to our tool belt, so to speak. And it's honestly one of my favorites and it's, it's intentional faith-based journaling and I love writing and I always have you know ever since I was in elementary schools I've been telling stories and writing stories I remember writing my first one when I was in elementary school and you know journaling um, specifically is something that I've done off and on since high school I've had several journals and the main way that I was journaling was by something called free writing. And if you're not sure what it is, it's just, you know, like a big brain dump of whatever's on your mind. Some people also call it a stream of consciousness. And, you know, I did that for many years. And what I found is that it didn't always make me feel better after my writing sessions. You know, a lot of times my funk would still be there, my worries, my attitudes. And, you know, I ended up realizing it was because I was ending my writing session with my focus not in the right place. My focus was on my problem 
instead of God. And so in a therapy session one day, my therapist called me out and she told me like, listen, girlfriend, I hear you. I see you, but we got to find a way for you to turn your focus back to God. And it was because I just had this tendency to go on and on and on and on and on about my problem to where I couldn't hear her. Like she had been trying to get my attention and I was just going on and on and on <laughs> like the Energizer Bunny, right? And you know that's why she had to stop me like, hey, it's good to get those emotions out. It's good to identify you know, your feelings, but you still have to find a way to get the focus back on God. And so that's when I decided, okay, I, I enjoy journaling. Let me try something um, a little bit different with the way I'm journaling. And so instead of writing those endless pages of thoughts and everything that was wrong, I set a timer for three minutes. That was the only time that I allowed myself to vent. And, you know, that prevented me from going on and on and on <laughs> down that rabbit hole. And so after writing, I'd go back and I'd mark sentences that didn't align with God's truth. And I would search the scriptures and jot down Bible verses that would, I'd take my initial negative thought that I wrote and then I'd combine it with that, um, that Bible verse. And I did that so that I could be forced to remember God's word and keep my focus on him. You know, I was able to identify his truth and to reframe my negative thought into a positive one. So instead of, you know, something bad that was going on, okay, I, I, I hear this, I see this is going on, but God is still good because of X, Y, and Z, like his word says. And at the end of every journaling session, I would always have a prayer. And so, um, you know, if you're a journaler, if you enjoy writing, um, I would highly encourage you to give this intentional faith-based um, journaling experience a try. I actually got tired of grabbing random notebooks that were around me at the time, whether I was in my car, or at home, or work. And so I actually created a spiral-bound journal called the Weekly Check-In. Um, and I chose the spiral bound because, you know, I like when pages are flat, it makes it easier to write in and I call it my weekly check-in journal because I do this once per week. It's just easier for me to commit to doing it once a week. Um, I've got to start small y'all. <laughs> and so if this is something that you would like to try, I encourage you um, to go ahead and join the waitlist for it. I am finishing up some things um, with the editing process and the publishers. So um, you can join the waitlist right now and you'll be notified when the weekly check-in actually goes on sale. And you can do that on the site at keepingitcenter.com. I'll also have the link to um, the weekly check-in as well as all of the references that were made, all the Bible verses, everything that was mentioned in the uh, show notes today. Um, so you can be able to check all that out there and join that wait list. So let's do a quick recap. You know, we talked about five practical ways to take our thoughts captive. And the first one was we can believe that God is with us and that we're not doing this thing called life alone. Two, we can read and meditate on Bible verses. And don't forget our challenges to this week, uh, commit to memory a few new Bible verses. Three, 
We can surround ourselves with godly influences such as Christian music, books and sermons and podcasts. And four, we can connect with a prayer partner and or a Christian therapist. And then lastly, we can engage in intentional faith-based journaling. So I'm curious, are there any other things that you personally do to take your thoughts captive? And if so, we would love to hear about them. So you can send us an email or drop a comment over on Instagram. You can find us at Keeping It Centered. And if you just want to show overall support for the podcast ministry, be sure to subscribe on your favorite platform rate us and uh, give us an honest review. When you do those things, it actually helps to spread the reach of the podcast so that the more people rate and leave reviews, the more people can find us, you know, all that algorithm stuff. Um, So we would really, really appreciate it. As always, thank you guys so, so much for joining us this week. And uh, let's go ahead and close out in prayer. Lord, we just thank you for being all we need. You know how much we struggle at times to take our thoughts captive. And we ask you to help us to remember these tips that were shared today and to help us to keep our focus on you. In Jesus' name, amen. If you've been driving along, You can find today's show notes over at www.keepingitcentered.com. While you're there, don't forget to sign up for The Centered Notes, our bi-weekly devotional newsletter. And follow us over at Instagram at Keeping It Centered.